Today's podcast is brought to you our friends by our friends at Organifi, our longtime sponsor, Organifi Greens and Reds. I have travel packs with me everywhere I go. Uh, it allows me to be in, to be positive that I'm getting my nutrients in, right? I want to make sure my body is getting my greens. Sometimes when you're traveling, it's not always easy to get organic greens uh, or certainly reds. And I'll take the reds before I train, sometimes during my training all the time to allow my vascular system to get that kind of nitric oxide secretion or that uh, upregulation and vascular dilation. So the dilation of blood vessels, which I just love, you know, during training, after training, amazing, amazing products. Their, their line of products expands every week. They've got an amazing protein product, got an amazing nighttime product with adaptogenic herbs, uh, Organifi Gold, which you should definitely try, and just so many more amazing products. And they're hooking us up. So head over to Organifi.com slash muscle to get hooked up with 20% off because Organifi uh, loves you. We love you. And we love Organifi. Thanks for being here, guys. I appreciate you. Uh, take care of yourself, take care of those you love, and let's train hard and kick some mess. When it comes to nutrition, when it comes to training, what you guys will notice and hope is that I don't usually teach tactics, right? I don't usually teach, hey, go do this. Like I don't, I don't teach, um, I don't like to teach tactics anyways. I like to teach more principle-based education. So when I teach principles when it comes to nutrition, it's a relatively simple model. It's not easy, right? And, and again, anything, I should also say that Anything is, that is now easy was once hard, right? And I think it's so important to acknowledge that, including walking, including speaking the language, including anything you guys do in your profession. At some point in your life, it was hard, and now it's easy. So all these new things that you may be introducing to your life, even though in the moment you feel some, some challenge, maybe I, I call it resistance, right? Like it just feels un, un, unusual, uncomfortable, different. It's resistance. It's not hard. It's just different. So when you feel those things, you have to change your mindset, right? You have to change the, the perspective to like bring it on, right? When you feel discomfort, when you feel challenge, when you feel unco- discomfort, you have to welcome it. Not only just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go through it. No, man, the champion says fucking bring it on, right? And so a good two good books that come to mind, if you guys want to read some books to get you inspired this week is the first one is Grit by Angela Duckworth. Many, many people have heard of that, but Grit is a really worthwhile read, really easy read. You can read the first half and get the principles. Um, and it's really, it's like the, the, the number one thing correlated with success with people is like, what do you do when shit gets hard? Right. And so grit is this thing where they say that, um, I think her equation is, is something to the effect of talent plus effort equals skill, right? Talent plus effort equals skill. And then skill plus effort equals success, right? Skill plus effort equals success or equals, um, you know, ideal outcome. So. The point being, effort is in there twice, right? Talent plus effort equals skill. Skill plus effort equals outcome or, or success. And so effort is counted twice. And I love that because, you know, effort simply means like, what does it look like when, when you start to get into the, the uncomfortable situations in life? And uh, I'll tell you the simplest way that you guys can train the habit of uh, leaning in when it's hard. And I do this every day. Well, there's two, the two specific places that I do it. One, I do it in meditation because I believe I want to I train my mind to be still in the storm, right? The, the lighthouse in the storm. So in meditation, when you feel that resistance, when you feel that desire to get up and move and like scratch your nose and would be you're uncomfortable, like that's the time where you have to lean in and welcome the discomfort. And the other really simple place where you guys can do this, which is really impactful, is when you're walking, right? It's so simple when you're just walking outside. Just walk a little faster than you're comfortable with. When, it, when it's hard, walk a little faster. I always say like walk like somebody's chasing you. I know it sounds simple, but what you're doing is every time you become conscious of it, the fact that you're walking and you walk a little faster, you create this habit of, gosh, I'm tired faster. Gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm mindless faster. And so you create this, this unconscious um, habit of like just leaning in. 
right? Every time you become consciously aware of something, I'm gonna I'm gonna become I'm gonna become um, aware of the fact that I'm gonna work a little bit harder. So coming back to kind of the point of of today's chat is I want to come back to nutrition and talk principle based nutrition. So there's really six lenses through which I make decisions when it comes to nutrition. And I think I think if you guys just took on these lenses. You know, I can't guarantee success with anyone, right? But I can guarantee uh, progress, you know, progress. And I think that's what we should all be striving for. It doesn't have to be perfect. And we don't necessarily have to achieve our goal in a certain amount of time, but we certainly want to be moving in the direction of our goal. And I think along those lines, one of the things that I've done in my life that's been really impactful is I move timelines. So instead of going, I want to do this, this in three months, I say, who do I want to be in 20 years? So if you guys, and James, all, all, you, guys, all you guys would be a good example of this. It's like James accomplished 65 pound um, fat loss in 17 weeks. And that's awesome. But who fucking cares if in five years he's back to where he was and it's all wasted, right? So the time, the, 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 the consciousness needs to be, who am I and who am I going to be in five years, 10 years and 20 years? And, and so you're redefining your identity, right? So you're redefining this identity around like, hey, I'm a guy who eats really well. I'm a guy who moves every day. I'm a guy who's very calm in the storm, right? You identify these like character attributes. And just embody that every day. Like goals are only useful in as much as they, they identify the path. So the path is through the process. So who do I need to be today to make sure that in five years, 10 years, 20 years, I'm the man that I want to be in this world? And that's not just your physical body, right, guys? I think you guys all know your physical body is simply a calling card. Your physical body is, is you know, your marketing tool, basically, right? It's like people see you and they judge you. You know, we all know we're judging you. You're judging me. I'm judging you. This is what humans do unconsciously right and this is not like a like an egocentric thing or a negative thing just we just judge everybody man that's how you met your partner that's how you met your best friend you judge people and assume they have similar values to you or not and so what does your body say about you is an important conversation to have and i suggest that we become intentional about what our body says about us right do you want to be intentional about who you are and how you show up in the world and what your body looks like or do you just want to let your body kind of evolve to whatever it happens to be based on the lifestyle and the people around you so it's this victim mindset, like, am I a victim or am I the owner of my life? Am I the creator of my life, right? And I can fucking guarantee you, you guys, every one of you guys, you are the creator, right? You know, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you're the creator of everything in your circumstance, everything in your life. So it starts with like, what can I control, right? You can't always control the circumstance around you immediately, but as you start to control the things you can control, the circumstance around you changes, right? So if I change who I am and how I show up energetically and how I show up physically and how I show up for other people, all of a sudden the people around me start to change and they start to realize, man, like that guy who used to be like this, he's not like that anymore. And I'm curious what he did to change. And the, so the people around you will change and the people that are, that who come into your life will change. But it all starts with you, right? The one commonality in our lives is, is, is us, me, you know? So when you start to realize that, um, control the things you can. And so I know it's hard in life to control everything, but here's how I suggest you do it. The reason that the most successful people in the world have routines and habits is because those are their non-negotiables. And if you can control 20% of your life, then the other 80% will take care of itself, I believe. And the 20%, in my opinion, is the first first 10% of the day and the last 10% of the day, right? Because those are the times we can control. So control your morning routine, control your evening routine, and really just own those and, and create who you are in that time. So the morning should be creating a calm mind. Maybe it's creating the body that you want. Maybe it's uh, you know, training your mind to to articulate itself in some way, or being grateful, or whatever you guys want to do, I can give you tools for that. And the end of the day is like training your body to be at peace when you go to sleep. Training your body to to tune your subconscious mind as you go to sleep. Like you can't have the 
the chatter running in your mind as you go to recover and rest because right, it's just not going to work. So anyways, I'm taking some tangents here, but so when it comes to nutrition, guys, what, what it really comes down to is like diet, a diet, the reason this is called lean for life. And I talk about this every week. This is called lean for life and not lean in 12. I would have sold fucking thousands of programs, thousands. If I called it lean in 12 weeks or shredded in eight weeks, thousands, right? But guess what? It's fucking bullshit. If you guys get shredded in eight weeks, guess what happens? You get fat in 16 weeks, right? And again, maybe in the future, I'll sell something called shredded in eight weeks because it, it's a way to get people in the door. And then it's like the idea of give them what they want and then or sell them what they want, give them what they need, you know? But right now, like my character says that I don't give a shit if you guys get shredded in 12 weeks. I, get, I give a shit if you guys are shredded or, or healthy for life, right? Lean for life. And so that's where that naming came from. So long-winded way of getting back to this nutritional concept. The first thing that I would suggest you guys um, decide for yourselves and do is do your best to find the highest quality food of all types that you can. And I'll define what that means because that's a bit uh, subjective sometimes. Like high quality food, what is that? Well, in my mind, that means we want to have fresh food always, right? So when I shop, I grocery shop for two days. I know it's not efficient. It's not, it's not cheap, but I don't like if you're going to make an investment in anything, right? I'm, I'm sure every one of you guys owns a car. I'm sure every one of you guys, many of you guys own a house. I'm sure many of you guys own businesses. You're making all these investments in stocks and shit. And like, what should I invest in? The number one investment in your life is in yourself. So if you're not willing to invest in, in some nutritious food, guess what, man? Like it's, the, it's simply the greatest investment I've ever made in my, in, in my life because I can invest in myself. So I show up more with better energy. I show up with better focus. I feel more, more confident. More opportunities show up. More businesses show up, right? More investment opportunities show up because I'm a better version of myself. I think people don't always draw that straight line correlation. So um, start with the highest quality ingredients you can. And what that means is local when possible, organic as much as possible, and as close to its natural state as possible. So I don't want to eat um, you know, hot dogs. You know, that's pretty, it's pretty divergent from its natural state. Whereas I could eat a steak or I could eat, you know, I don't know, like uh, vegetables or you know, anything that's really, like the, again, the simplest framing I teach this to my children is like the further it is from its natural state, the way it came from the earth, then the worse it is for you. The more processed it is, the worse it is for you in general. And now people will argue the conversation on like, hey, what about just macros? Yeah, macros are great, short term. It's another one of these short term solutions. If you want to get shredded, just, just cut your macros. You're going to get lean. Guess what happens as soon as you stop cutting those macros? fucking balloon because not only you've um, taken more calories but now you're unhealthy the system is out of balance right the human system is not a closed system where it's like it's not a machine it's not a robot like put in gasoline get out you know forward thrust it doesn't work it's a complex system that requires vitamins and coenzymes and cofactors and, and microbes and, and energy production and oxygen and co2 and ph so many variables that are influencing how this body works so if you're someone who believes in like calories in and calories out you're not wrong. You're just very, you're looking at the world through a straw, you know? So I would say, um, first thing, guys, think about the quality of your food. So basically what I'm saying is, if you're out and you're like, man, I'm starving, what do I eat? Always the first lens is, what's the highest quality thing I can find? So I'll tell you what I do when I travel. First thing I do when I travel is I'll find the first organic grocery store I can. I'll go and I'll buy fruits, vegetables, and meats. Or I'll go to like Whole Foods because they have a, a pre-made food bar. Right, I'm just going to try, like, I'm not going to go to, like, I fucking hate eating at restaurants. I know that sucks. Like, most people think I'm crazy. It hasn't always been that way. But when I, because I get to eat such good stuff at home and I, and I prepare it so well, I'm like, man, the idea of going out to a restaurant is a like punishment to me. It's not a reward. Like, even if I'm going to the best quality restaurants I can find, unless it's, like, farm-to-table organic, which I, I do find, um, 
I just try not to eat out, man. Like I try just to prepare myself or if I'm traveling, I'll go to an Airbnb instead of a hotel and I'll make sure I go to the grocery store and Instacart now is all over the world. You can Instacart delivered groceries delivered to your house. So like before I get to my Airbnb, I'll have water, meat and vegetables delivered or fruit. Like there's so many ways that we can solve those problems. And I understand sometimes financially, it's not always feasible to do those things. But what I, what I promise you guys is if you become a little bit better with your budget, become a little bit better where you spend money frivolously and we all do it, then you'll realize it's not that, that it, it, you know, it's not that much more expensive to shop organically, especially because the long-term benefit is so significant. Right? You save yourself on, on medicines and you save yourself on Advil and shit, all those like painkillers and stuff. Anyway, so that's the first lens. Second lens is eat, to, eat for gut health and, and microbiome diversity. The, the gut, I mean, you guys probably know this, but the gut is coming out is just like the, the, it's, so here's the way to think about this, right? Why this is so important. Everything I put in my mouth doesn't just necessarily turn into my tissues. It has to first interact with the internal system, right? So if I eat chicken and broccoli for breakfast or chicken and broccoli for dinner, chicken and broccoli for me is not the same as chicken and broccoli for you. Why? Because what's happening in our stomach is very different. What's happening in our, in our bloodstream is very different biochemistry wise, right? So if I have a certain subset of microbes that say I've lived in, in Kenya versus I've lived in I don't know, Germany versus I've lived in China, all those people have very different sets of microbes in their stomach based on the environment. So your body accumulates microbes through food and through the, through the environment, through air. So if you guys have lived in sterile environments and your microbes represent that or are represented by that, the likelihood of you digesting, absorbing, assimilating food well is very, very small, very, very low, right? So we must think about how can I diversify the microbiome, which means I want to consume as many diverse, fruit, diverse fruits and vegetables and fermented foods as I can, fruits, vegetables, and fermented foods. And I want to breathe in as many natural environments as I can. If you guys do that, I promise your health gets better. So when my kids get sick, what do you think the first thing I do is? I think I go to the fucking pharmacy and buy them some kids' Tylenol. No, I'm like, get out in the sun, go lay in the grass, let's go to the ocean, let's go to the beach, and let's spend some time connected to nature. Guess how often my kids get sick? Basically never, right? Because they've got, they've got these really diverse microbiomes. And even as an adult, like, it doesn't matter what you've done for the last 10, 20, 30, 50 years, it doesn't matter. It matters what you do for the next three months. You guys want to improve the, the maybe diversity of your microbiome or the robustness of your immune system. You've got to prioritize eating for your gut health. Okay, so first, high-quality foods. Oh, and I should say this. High-quality foods is the absence of pesticides and, and herbicides. Why are pesticides and herbicides bad? So this is like glyphosate and atrazine, the things they spray, like Roundup, shit they spray on your food to get rid of weeds. Why is that bad? They're antibiotics. They're antimicrobials. And what is in your stomach? What did I just say is the second rule? What's in your stomach? Microbes and bacteria. So you're consuming these antibiotics. They're killing your stomach. They're killing the microbes that we're trying to build. So you guys have to consider, be very cautious to avoid as much pesticides as you can by eating as much organic food as you can. And here's another one that's going to blow your mind. Tap water is fucking killing you because of chlorine and fluoride. I know it sucks to hear that because I was like, I don't buy plastic bottles. And you shouldn't buy plastic bottles. Ideally, buy glass or get a really good house filter on your house. Like, listen, we're, we're basically fish in a fishbowl, right? We're breathing this air and we're drinking this water. And if we're not consuming high quality air and water, you, you simply can't be healthy. Right? So like imagine fish in, in, in a fishbowl that's just like murky and shitty. How long are they going to live? Right? So we got to be super cautious of, of our air, our, our water, and our light. Right? It's, like just, it's like a fishbowl, man. So you got to be considerate of that. So um, I would suggest you guys, if you don't already have a water filter that gets rid of chlorine and fluoride, and, and in your water, believe it or not, guys, there's so much 
pharmaceutical and there's so much pesticides, got to get rid of that shit. So the water filter I use is Greenfield Water Solutions, based on like Seattle, Washington or something like that. And the whole house filter, I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. It's like three grand, three, four grand maybe. And so I got one like for the whole house. And then I got another one, additional one for under the sink, which structures the water. It's a worthwhile investment, guys. I think I, I know I'm coming at you with a lot of stuff, but it doesn't all have to happen today. So, so those two lenses. First one, buy the highest quality food possible. Second, um, E3 microbiome. Third, minimize inflammation. Right, So if you want to live long, you have to minimize inflammation. And inflammation comes from foods that don't like us, right? I always say that eat foods that like, that like you, not foods that you like, right? So what are foods that like you? What foods do you feel good after you eat? If you feel sluggish and tired and brain fog after you eat, it's the wrong food, simply the wrong food. So you got to be considerate. Okay, what foods actually make me feel energized and, and alive and vital? Not just like throwing back random shit just because it's there, just because your wife made it. We have to support our, our, our partners as well and saying, hey, you know, babe, like, I'm not going to eat this food anymore. Let's, let's do this together. Let's do this as a family, right? Let's commit to health. Let's commit to well-being as a family because ultimately that's how we, we succeed. We need a support system because if your wife's against you, man, you're not going to do well. And I know that that conversation doesn't always go over well. I get it. The, the key, I mean, you guys, like, this isn't about like conversations with your wife, but the key is just like making her not feel attacked, right? It's not like I'm trying to get you or you're wrong or you did something wrong. Give her a safe space so that there's like two lenses for conversation. There's context, which is like the fishbowl, and then there's content, right? First, you have to fix the context, the fishbowl that you're in, meaning like, does she feel attacked or is she in a safe space? Does she feel like she can communicate with you in a calm way? If she feels like the fishbowl is murky, she's not going to come at you with a peaceful conversation. She's going to come at you with World War II. So you got to be aware of like, create context where like, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. And I really want to make sure I'm invested in our health and our family. It's not like you versus me. All women in the world want to feel like they're, they're considered and that they're safe, right? If she thinks you're coming at you with change, with her with a change, she's going to feel safe. She's like, what's he doing? He's, he's, you know, he's trying to get healthy and he's going to leave me. So, you know, I don't know that, but just think of like, put yourself in her shoes for a minute, you know? So give her a safe container. Uh, safe context, a safe container from which to um, you know, receive the information. Anyway, so best quality foods, microbiome diversity, and gut health. And so I should say one other thing for gut health is there's a few things you got to remove. You got to remove alcohol, unfortunately, gentlemen. You got to remove any type of pharmaceuticals unless it's obviously prescribed by your doctor. You want to remove painkillers because those things are all creating leaky gut. Those are creating uh, gut dysbiosis and they're causing um, gut inflammation and leaky gut. You have, if you have those things, you don't stand a chance of getting in shape. You just don't stand a chance. Um, so I, I would suggest that. And the third one is inflammation. So here's the foods you want to remove if, you're, if you want to remove inflammation. In general, first one that's got to go is all vegetable oil. Got to get rid of it. Um, so that's like corn oil, safflower oil, canola oil, grapeseed oil. Get rid of them. Just don't ever consume grains in general. So when I say vegetable oils, I should also asterisk this. Like some people actually need vegetable oils. It's not the reason I say eliminate it is because it's it's usually so present in packaged foods already. Like if you guys ever eat crackers or potato chips or anything that's packaged from the grocery store, it's loaded with vegetable oils. And so we need vegetable oils at some level in our diet, or not vegetables, we need omega-6s. Um, so, but the thing is, in the standard American diet, it's usually so overloaded and overburdened with omega-6s that it throws off your ratios and drives up inflammation. So in, in general, omega-6s aren't unhealthy, just that we usually get way too many of them. These fats need to be in need to be in balance. So, eliminate vegetable oils in general. 
like don't put them on your foods. They're already in your food enough. Um, minimize grains for most people because the grain quality is just poor. Dairy is one of these that like 80 to 90% of people should remove. Most people, it's inflammatory. Not everybody, but most people. If you want to do a test in your genetics, you can um, detest this. Gluten should be eliminated. I don't think anyone needs gluten. And that's probably a good start. And then on top of that, on top of that, we would just move, remove things like alcohol and sugar being very, very pro-inflammatory. Or yeah, corn soy. There you go. Those are good. And the other reason corn and soy are bad in here is because of um, the way they're grown, right? They're all GMO and they're all grown at a very rapid pace because they, they're sprayed with, with uh, tons of pesticides. You have these Roundup Ready crops that kills all the weeds. They grow faster. They process faster. So it's a very, very big part of American agriculture. Cool. So moving down the list, number four is we got to hit at least one gram of protein per pound every day. So as far as, as, far as uh, longevity, as far as muscle building, you know, one gram of pound protein every day is very important. And whether or not you're eating high fat, low fat, you know, animal proteins, non-animal proteins, I think it's just important to have diverse animal or diverse uh, protein sources. Um, I would suggest that at least 20% of your calories, sorry, I said it differently, 20% of your protein is coming from collagen. So collagen can also be bone broth. And so that's a really, really, really important addition for long-term tissue health long-term liver health, we need glycine. So collagen specifically is abundant in the amino acid glycine. So we need to make sure we're getting enough glycine in our diet to balance out our amino acid ratios. And as far as how we dose our protein, this is a kind of an, uh, an aside, but we want, to, we want to dose the protein in a way that's highest in the morning, a little bit less for lunch, and at least in the evening. If we're, if we're striving for optimal, you never want to have the greatest amount of protein in the evening. Yeah, so the reason we want to do highest protein in the morning, middle of the evening, and less in the evening, less in lunch and least in the evening, is we don't want to have a huge amount of... Protein takes five to seven hours to digest. If we're eating a big meal at six o'clock, it's still digesting when we're sleeping. So that's really going to throw off our circadian rhythms, our ability to get into deep sleep. So, and the other thing is the body's uh, actually most effective at synthesizing protein in the morning. So having a good bolus of protein in the morning as you start your day is incredibly important. So we want to make sure we have a good bolus of, of protein for breakfast, and then maybe four or five hours later, three to five hours later, depending on how much protein you got to get into the day, have it again, and then again taper it off throughout the day. Again, listen, if you can't get it all in and you got to eat it at night, that's fine, but it's not ideal for long-term health. Okay, so that's that's four. Uh, number five is I say I suggest you eat foods that are high in polyphenols. So polyphenols, rich foods, are things like olive oil, uh, deep, rich-colored berries, chocolate, coffee. Um, you know, like avocados, things that are, are deep and rich in color and beets. The reason we want those is because they're incredibly helpful for the heart, the cardiovascular system, and the brain. And I think, and, and minimizing oxidative stress. So we want to make sure that we're getting enough polyphenols. So every day I consume, every day I consume um, olive oil a lot, a lot of berries. I consume some dark chocolate, usually just the cacaonins. I consume coffee every day. I try to consume avocado every day. That's probably it in general. Um, there's, there's a lot of other ones that are high in polyphenols, but if you guys look up high polyphenol foods, that's kind of like longevity play. That's like a health optimization play. Uh, and the two final ones, and I kind of lump them together, is carbs and fats. And fats should come primarily from olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil. And those are those are fruits. Those are those are fruits, right? Olive, olive oils, olives, avocados, coconuts are fruits. Those are fruit oils, not vegetable oils. Um, so we want most of our fats to come from those. We can also, also obviously add some butter some lard, some ghee, things like that. Animal fats, those are fine, as long as they're high quality. 
in carbohydrates, in general, we want to take this, this rule of thumb of earn your carbohydrates. Right? So in my mind, there's two times to consume carbohydrates. One, if I've earned them. Two, if I find myself very stressed out or stressed in the evening and I want to calm down the nervous system. You guys know after you eat big, big bowls of carbohydrate, you want to get a little sleepy, right? It's a really good way to calm down the nervous system and bring down stress levels in the evening. So if you're going to consume carbs ever, it should be in the evening, 5 o'clock and, and beyond. And that way, you spike your blood sugar, uh, your body calms down, and you're more prepared to sleep. But sleep is a big, big lever in body transformation and longevity. So, um, yeah, post-workout, basically, if you earned it, and then um, evening time for bed. And you can either split your, your carbohydrate dose between those two times. And that's kind of it, guys. The foundation of everything we do as humans, this is an important lesson, guys, is energy is the foundation of everything we do. Imagine if you woke up every day, and you didn't need coffee, and you didn't need stimulants, and you had enough energy for everything you do and twice as much. You can do twice as many things. So what would be hard if you had twice as much energy? So as coaches, that's the first problem I always solve for. It's like, I need, to, I need to help this person feel better subjectively first. And the number one thing, the number one uh, piece of feedback that I take most pride in is, Ben, I'm not sure why, but I just feel better. I take the most pride in that because I know that's going to change your life. If you feel good, you're going to show up better for yourself. You're going to show up better for your wife. You're going to show up better for your kids, for your business. That's the way that we should all think at a foundation. So every decision we make minute to minute is like, is this going to make me feel better? It's going to give me more energy or less. And if you guys are dependent on six cups of coffee to get through the day, that's a big problem because you're ultimately stealing energy, right? You're stealing energy from tomorrow to kind of get through the day. And listen, I'm not against coffee. I love coffee like everybody else. But uh, I think it's, it's just like, it's not a need. It's like, I like it, but I'm not going to have more than one cup a day because like, I don't want to become dependent on it. Or I'm, sometimes I'll have one cup a week, you know? You got to think through like, how is my energy? So the reason my, my tagline for the business is lean, healthy, and muscular. If you're healthy, the body actually wants to get lean. Like, does that make sense? So being lean is a, is, a, is, a, is a desirable state for the body. When the body moves away from health, it starts to accumulate fat because the hormones start to become dysregulated, right? Or the balance of hormones become dysregulated. Maybe you have too many storage hormones and not enough burning hormones, right? Or maybe you have your testosterone is too low and your estrogen is too high, right? So when your body starts moving in the direction of health, you don't have to fucking do anything. It just gets leaner. That's what we try to do. It's like if we could just heal your body and get you more healthy, body fat will just start to come down. Your default will start to drop down because your body wants to be there. Sometimes it takes some coercion for sure, but the lower your body fat is, the healthier your body will be. And the healthier you are, the lower your body fat will be. It's this double-edged sword. It's the chicken and the egg situation. So just always choose health, man. Like, is this going to promote health and wellness or is this going to promote you know, be, you know, immediate gratification, instant gratification just to get me out of discomfort? Think about it. Thanks for listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. For full episode guides with important takeaways and bonus resources, head over to muscleintelligence.com slash learn. If you enjoy the show and find value in the content, please subscribe, share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who would benefit from this content. Leave us a review and support our sponsors. You can see the full list of show sponsors, discounts, and get exclusive muscle intelligence deals at muscleintelligence.com slash resources. To join our private community and get VIP access to my master classes, upcoming muscle camps, and other resources that we don't post anywhere else, head to muscleintelligence.com slash community. Most of all, thank you very much for your trust, for your time, and most importantly, for supporting health and fitness in this world. Enjoy your day. I look forward to seeing you here next week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.